0: Lunchtime Live with Andrea Gilligan on News Talk. Before that, though, I want to talk about children and gaming because Bernardo's have um, released a new survey today and they've been researching and surveying children from third to sixth class. So we're talking now about the, the middle and latter end of primary school. And they say that nearly a fifth of children say it's so hard to stop playing video games. Uh, they're staying up all night gaming. They can't get enough sleep. They've also, you know, been talking to children just with headaches, sore eyes, sore ears and even online bullying from them. Gaming bullying as well. Ben is with us today. Uh, ben, you're 18. You've been, you know, playing online games for years. How common is online gaming and bullying?
1: Hey, Andrea. Um, So online gaming, I feel... um. It's just another platform for bullies to bully people. And it's been like that for years. And there's no really way to tackle that unless the parents get involved. Um, And I know you were saying earlier about the uh, eyes and headaches and stuff. I feel like everything else, it needs to be moderated and it needs to be kind of, um, you know, not loads and not too little, just uh, like a a certain amount. You know what I mean? Not too much, not, not too little.
0: When did you start playing, Ben?
1: Uh, I've been playing video games kind of on and off since I was probably about 10. My brothers, my older brothers were into it. And then, of course, I I, I followed too. Um, I felt that I was actually, I benefited in some ways and I was negatively affected in others. Like, I was always uh, a good reader growing up and just from playing games, you know, reading stuff, playing stories and... uh, that, that 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 definitely helped in that in that regard. Okay. Um, now I was inside a lot, which of course uh, is, isn't the best for a kid growing up. But uh, sure, look, we're in Ireland. You know, it rains every every yeah. other day, so.
0: Like, I mean, I can see how you know, and, and as you say, if your brothers or siblings are playing, of course, you know, you can you can get into it, and it's you know, it's attractive, and it's there, and it's at your fingertips. And I, I you know, I, I I can see that, and but it's interesting, even you know, in chatting to you now, Ben, at eighteen, that you already see what the positives and and the negatives were for you, like personally, you know, the the impact that it has.
1: Yeah, and um, the the question the question about kids growing up, it kind of made me think about it, and. uh yeah, like as, as I said, I think that the main thing that parents need to be aware of is 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 a lot of it is actually is small things like not sitting too close to the TV, uh, the staying up late thing that definitely nip nip that in the bud. Like like I I remember going in with maybe five six hours of sleep like most days in school and it just makes everything so much more difficult so if you can try and keep you know the bedtime early and and keep the eyes uh, eyes uh at a good at a good distance i, I think it'll be all right and of, of course you know not all day maybe for like a couple hours at most the
0: time that's on it would your parents have known ben at the time how long you were you were spending
1: oh of course yeah um of course sure i was i was just in my room a lot and uh and they didn't really see a problem with it. Now they're you know, old, old fashioned. They, they they don't really pay attention to stuff like that. They're just like, oh yeah, he's just happy out. You know what I mean?
0: So they would they would have known that when you were in your room, you you were probably gaming or you know doing something with games. What you weren't you weren't in there studying?
1: Oh yeah, yeah, absolutely. They, yeah. Just, they, they just kind of trusted me. And, okay. Uh, now I am glad they did because uh, I would have been absolutely miserable because I, I I was actually you know like most other kids and I hated school you know.
0: The, the, tell me a little bit about um, the cyber bullying and and how that kind of you know can can cre- can creep into it Ben.
1: Oh, that's a good question. Um, right. So what what I, I think happens a lot is you'll have grown men. You know they they wake up. You know, they they wake up next to the wife. They get in an argument. You know, they got bad sleep themselves. They go into work, they have a bad day. They come home, and you know, and then they have their their own time to themselves. And they'll they'll play they'll play some video games. And then they'll hear a squeaky voice in the game chat talking like, "Oh yeah, deadly." They'll hear it's a kid, and then just because there's no consequences, they'll just start ripping into him just because it's 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 funny, you know what I mean? And it's it's uh, it's projection, if if anything. To be and honest. would you have and, experienced
0: uh, that? Would you have been on the the receiving end of that?
1: Oh, Andrea. To be honest, I've been on both ends of it. I've, I've. It's, I, I'm not innocent here either. Like uh, I've been, I, I've been. I, I've. It's like a cycle, nearly. You know, like because you, you grow up with it, and then as you get older, it's like, oh well, now it's it's time for, for me to kind of be on the giving end. You know what I mean? Like it's only fair type t- type thing. Now I am obviously trying not to do that anymore. Right. You know, evolving.
0: Um Rory is with us as well Ben. Let me bring in Rory too for a minute. Um Rory how when did you start start gaming?
2: Hi Andrea, uh, thanks for having me on. Um I'd be the same as Ben there. I started pretty young but I'm a millennial so uh, I would have started on like Sega and Nintendo and things like that. Yeah. But um to 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 say what what to um to Ben's point there about like um you know, things like, simple things like sitting too close to the TV and stuff like that. Um, Like, if, if, like anything, if you're playing video games and you're staring at a screen all day and all night, especially late at night, that is going to affect your sleep, just like, you know, we're all told not to be lying in bed staring at our phones. Mm. Yes, most of us do it anyway. And as well with, with video games, like, even though you're sitting, playing, like, a lot of, like, especially if you're playing FIFA or Call of Duty or Halo or one of those games, like even though you're sitting down, it's a very tense experience, very tense competitive experience. Regardless, so doing stuff like that before going to bed, I used to notice I I wouldn't play any kind of competitive games a couple of hours before I need to go to bed because your heart would be racing. It's like you know running a sprinting or you know something yeah. like that, depending. And then at the same time as well, like like Ben would probably know this too. You know, I, I grew up playing uh, like games like Halo and. Call of Duty where like this kind of been able to chat with other players anonymous players was kind of a a really new thing and those between game chat rooms would be the most like abusive kind of session like you'd hear those, some of the worst things being screamed and stuff like you, things like that, but we never really took any kind of notice of it because it wasn't any kind of long-lasting effects in a way. You'd never meet those people again. But now um, you can message people privately, you know, you can message mm. their accounts, you can send them voice notes and things like that, you know. And have you but got to,
0: abusive messages, Rory?
2: Oh yeah, hundreds, loads of times. It's, it's almost always from someone half my age as well, Like so <laughs> I never really take any notice of it. And I... I don't really play competitive games much um, anymore. I'm kind of more of a single player kind of immersive uh, person. But when I do play anything online uh, that's competitive, I usually just mute all the chat, all the other players, and uh, you don't have to deal with it, you know. And when it comes to privacy and things as well, I mean, all these consoles, PlayStation, Xbox, whatever it is, they all have privacy settings built Mm. into them, you know. So... I, I would suggest. Now, I'm not a parent myself, so I'm not going to tell anyone how to raise their children. But if you're going to buy your child uh, a 500 euro machine of, you know, be it PlayStation or Xbox, you should sit down, read the manual, and see the privacy settings on it. You can control who talks to them and who can send messages. You can control who can see if they're online, and all these different things. You can uh, password protect it so they can only play for a certain amount of time, and things like that. But yeah. the most important thing to remember is that these machines are a connection to the internet, regardless well, of how you look at it. And the yeah. internet is, is is a place with some of the worst of humanity. <laughs> well, you know?
0: they, well, they're nearly, like, it's gone beyond the gaming though, hasn't it, Rory? In, in that, like, they're, they're nearly just a social media site as well. Like, they have the built-in, as you said, yes. the, the chat. Like, it's nearly no different to sort of a WhatsApp or an Instagram in that you can just directly contact and chat to people.
2: Essentially, yeah. And and I go, when I turn on my Xbox now, um, every, I'll see, there'll be notifications, oh, you received a message from this. And they're almost always uh, bot accounts, you know, asking me to join yeah. something for some scam. I just ignore them, delete them uh, immediately and things like that.
0: How, how long, Rory, um, would you have, you know, would you have been gaming each day?
2: Uh, okay, when I was younger, uh, quite a lot. Now, I have um, ADHD, so... As someone with ADHD, the instant gratification of playing a video game is just absolutely uh, amazing. You keep getting these instant wins in the gameplay loop, you know, over and over again. So it's very easy to see how, especially someone like me, can sit there for hours and hours and hours. Now, the differences between now when I'm older and when I'm younger, I know the difference when I point, when I go past the point where I'm no longer having fun and I'm just doing it because I'm stuck in a kind of an addictive loop. So I kind of have the self-awareness to stop that now after like an okay. hour of playing. You know, I'm, as well, I don't really have the time to be doing these long sessions. But when I was younger, I would play for hours and hours. But a lot of that would be escapism as well. Some games are just people want to, you get immersed into these like massive uh, storylines of these games, like these RPGs where you put hours and hours in. And these are all single player with no connection to the internet needed. So some kids like that, just like reading a, a fantasy novel. But, you know, it's kind of like that. You know, so, so that's kind of my experience, really. Would you but, have had a, is
0: a game in addiction then, Rory?
2: I'd say I would have, but i wouldn't say i'd say gaming addicting to addicted to games was just kind of one of my many symptoms that okay. i had
0: okay
2: but um I wouldn't consider any more I would consider yeah. myself casual gamer
0: it's, it, Deirdres with us too rory and, and and ben stay stay on the line um deirdre do your do your sons play online games or at the into of yeah
3: they do, and I'm listening to the lads there <laughs> with uh the with great interest, yeah. So I have a sixteen year old and I have a twelve year old boy. Um I have a fourteen year old daughter as well, who is has uh, zero interest in the games. So it's very much a boy thing from my experience. Um but listening to what they they are saying and one of the things that we've always insisted on in our house is that the PlayStation is in the kitchen. So it's not in the bedroom. Okay. Um and even even though my eldest son, who's now 16, would have wanted it in his bedroom, even all over COVID and everything, I absolutely refused to allow him to have it in the bedroom. And I think that has allowed us to have um, a level of control over it. So we can see all the time what they're doing and we can listen. I can hear all the time who they're talking to. So I, I recognize all, they're all they're, they're talking to their pals all the time. So it, 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 now, whether or not I might be a little bit naive and maybe they are talking to the people, but because it's in an open an open space like the kitchen, I think they're um you know, we're very aware of yeah. what they're what they're doing. Well you know and what what's going
0: on to a certain through. extent, I suppose you can at least you can see it and hear it.
3: Yeah, absolutely. Um, which is not always a great thing, but you know, I'm there cooking the dinner and I can see I'm looking straight at the screen, so I can see what they're seeing, I can see what they're doing. Um and I think that has has I think that for us as a family yeah. anyway that's been really important.
0: Do you look like have the have your lads ever, Deirdre? Um, have they ever had to deal with with you know kind of cyberbullying from this or or you know, real nasty um, messages?
3: Not that I'm aware of that that nothing that has come up. Um, now I think sometimes stuff that happens you know in school and that can sometimes spill over into the games because. They're you know they're at school talking to with their friends and then they come home and they're on on the PlayStation with their friends, um, but the, we've never luckily so far had any incident of um bullying that like the lads are talking about. But you know I'm I'm very interested to hear what they're saying about all the messaging and, and that and um like we do have controls on it, and and we do limit the time that the boys are on the um that they're on the PlayStation, um. But I, I don't monitor the messaging, so I'll be going home to have a
0: look at that. I'll be going that's, home to do that this really afternoon, yeah, yeah. Edel <laughs> um, I- is with us too, Deirdre, because Edel, you work with, um, with you know, children and, and teenagers about about online safety. Is it is it just a case that, you know, you're talking about the online controls and parents being more involved in that, but is there more that people should be doing or is there more that we should be doing?
4: Good afternoon, Andrea. Yes, I work for a company, Ream Training Solutions, and we work within schools with the students and the teachers and also the parents um, to provide information programmes about online safety. And gaming is always a concern right from the age of five right up to 18. Um, And I think there's kind of four primary reasons why games can be a concern. I suppose the first one is the content Um, which is the exposure to the violence and the sexual content and the language that sometimes um, are portrayed within these games. Then there's the contact, I suppose, and that is whenever they, as has already been mentioned by Ben and Rory, whenever our young people are exposed to potentially um, older people online, there's a potential for grooming, there's a potential of uh, their personal information being shared And um, I know recently a statistic came out that one in three children have played games online with people that they didn't know. And then the the third thing then is the conduct, and that's the the mean, the nasty, the horrible messages, the cyberbullying that's contained within these games. And then the fourth one, I suppose, is the commercial um, element. And this is the hidden cost, especially for young children. The parents often have to occur because these games are linked their um, debit or credit cards. So buying things, uh, purchases within games, skins, loot boxes that kind of thing. And I think to answer your question in regards to what more can be done, it has to be a combination of um, an integrated approach. You know, education within the schools, there also has to be it goes back to traditional parenting methods, just like derger had said, having Um, the devices in places that can be seen, having a conversation with the children and talking to them about what is it they're seeing online, um, have they had any nasty messages sent, what would they do if that happened. Um, And very much, yes, the controls can be put in place and within our workshops we show and advise parents how to do that. But it's also very important that those traditional uh, boundaries are set from a traditional parenting point of view
0: so, do you, Deirdre, does that just, does that help, like, is that, would that give you some yeah. comfort, I suppose, in going home this evening?
3: Yeah, it does, it does give me a little bit of comfort, I mean, I know the the, the other thing as well, I and I know what she's saying there about the types of games, I mean, we, we are very adamant that there are only certain games that are allowed played in, in the house, Um, so there's never been Call of Duty, you know, played in the house, because I... <laughs> It's just another level, yeah. and I mean, Fortnite. We have we have monitored, and we've only allowed the twelve-year-old to play it very recently. You know, um, so uh, so yeah. I mean, and, and the the in-game stuff, the buying stuff, the skins, and all that. Yeah, I mean, we've definitely fallen foul of that a, a few times, and they get so drawn in and 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 so obsessed with you know getting to the next level and you know getting the skins and and they're like they're very clever the games are very cleverly designed to keep people um to keep the the kids engaged and keep them on them all the time so um yeah I would like to know a little bit more about how the um about how to manage them a little bit better probably I wouldn't be my husband actually is much better at doing that than I am so um I've kind of left it up to him but
0: is there is yeah. there anywhere Edel just on that? Finally, is there anywhere you'd like as a source that you'd recommend to um, people?
4: Well, if you can, if you go to our website raintraininsolutions. we have some information and um, that we can give about our different workshops. So there's one for parents that can give some information about the controls we can put in place, also to give parents information about the games and the apps that children are playing because they're always one step ahead and they probably always will be. But just so that they're aware um, of of the dangers and of the potential um, dangers within particular games and apps and and the controls that they can put in place. So Ream or E-I-M training solutions um, is fantastic okay. so um, we can give you more information if anyone wants to get in touch.
0: Adele, thanks a million for for getting in contact today. I know you were listening to Deirdre and Rory and and Ben there so uh, so thanks for, for giving us a shout. Lunchtime Live with Andrea Gilligan